This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. And this is pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks. Let us move on from Elon Musk, the real-life Tony Stark, folks. Hopefully, we won't have to bring him back up for a little while because... Frankly, I get bored of Musk, but I know this stuff is important to cover because there's new people tuning in all the time, and a lot of people have been bamboozled by the real-life Tony Stark. And so we've covered him a lot on this show, and I will continue to do so as long as the worldwide social engineers dangle him out there as our savior. He is anything but, ladies and gentlemen. One day you will come to the sad reality that there are no billionaires out to save us, that they are all liars, criminals, and thieves, and the technocratic transhumanists are nothing more than hijackers, hackers, and pirates of humanity and the natural world. Okay, I want to show you this, because yesterday I was talking to you a little bit about personalized feedback loops. In the article we reviewed uh, from 2017 on Forbes, when Forbes began to introduce the idea of transhumanism into the lexicon of entrepreneurs and small business owners. While we were fast asleep, they were already rolling out this idea of transhumanism to uh, people in the business world. And so I talked about this from some personal experience, and I found this article uh, there's so much stuff on this, folks. I mean, you could dig for hours upon hours upon hours and read about this and learn about this. There's so many different technologies. But I want to bring you back sort of to the beginning, the beginning of this concept of the personalized feedback loop driving people into their own echo chambers. And this goes back to May 2011 written by Natasha Singer in the New York Times. This is called The Trouble with the Echo Chamber Online. And although the beginning of this really goes back to the launch of social media and stuff of that nature, this is around the time when Google started changing the way that search results worked. And I explained that in episode 68, so I'm not going to talk about that again. But it did change the way that search optimization worked, uh, search engine optimization, and so this was the beginning of really heavily starting to push us into our own choose-your-own-adventure world, which is the very beginning, sort of the test pilot of how the metaverse, the cyber world, the digital prong of the fourth industrial revolution, the merger of physical, digital, and biological works. All right. So let me read you this because this was actually a really good article. It says, on the web, we often see what we like 
and like what we see. Whether we know it or not, the internet creates personalized e-comfort zones for each one of us. All right, are you understanding that? The internet creates personalized e-comfort zones for each and every one of us, okay? It's your safe space. Give a thumbs up to a movie on Netflix or a thumbs down to a song on Pandora. Defriend a bore on Facebook or search for just about anything on Google. All of these actions feed into algorithms that then try to predict what we want or don't want online. Okay. Also, also, it is creating a digital footprint on you. We've talked about that extensively in past episodes. It says, and what's wrong with that? Plenty. According to Eli Pariser, the author of, quote, The Filter Bubble, What the Internet is Hiding from You, end quote. Personalization on the web, he says, is becoming so pervasive that we may not even know what we're missing, the views and voices that challenge our own thinking. Quote, people love the idea of having their feelings affirmed, end quote. Mr. Prazer told me earlier this month, not me, the author of the article. Quote, if you can provide that warm, comfortable sense without tipping your hand that your algorithm is pandering to people, then all the better, end quote. All right, let's read that again. If you can provide that warm, comfortable sense without tipping your hand that the, that the algorithm is pandering to people, then all the better. All right, so back then in 2011, it was all about hiding the idea of the algorithms, okay, doing this, creating a personalized feedback loop. It said, Mr. Pariser, the board president of the progressive advocacy group, moveon.org, all right? Now, I know anyone who's filed politics, uh, I'm reading for the New York Times, we're referencing moveon.org. Don't worry about this stuff, folks. There's so much information that's been published over the years that a lot of us ignored, but because it came out of leftist group or leftist organizations. Uh, I'm not saying that I support the New York Times or moveon.org, but I'm saying that the information they're talking about is true. Now, I put in my analysis because we have to read between the lines and explain a lot of this stuff. Because again, everything comes from this direction of misinformation or disinformation, where 95%, the core of what they're talking about is actually true, but then they try to push people in different directions. Like the article we just reviewed on Elon Musk. Everything in that article, if I fact-checked every dollar amount, everything was probably accurate. I would say it's probably 95% accurate on the information. But the idea is that they're trying to set up this story that Elon Musk is battling with the federal government when I believe the goal is that they're actually helping his rise. Okay, so that's where the misdirection comes in. They give you the truth, but then they push you in the wrong direction so that you come to a different conclusion, the conclusion that they want you to come to, not the real conclusion. So don't worry about this coming from moveon.org. The fact is, back in 2011, they're talking about these personalized feedback loops. And um, we will get into this momentarily. Again, I'll break this down for you and show you where the misdirection is. And uh, hopefully by tomorrow, you'll no longer have to hear my sniffles because um, the cold is pretty much gone. I just have a little bit of mucus back in my nose, and that's it, folks. 
It says, uh, Mr. Pariser, the board president of the progressive advocacy group MoveOn.org, recounted a recent experience he had on Facebook. He went out of his way to, quote, friend, end quote, people with conservative politics. When he didn't click on their updates as often as those of his like-minded contacts, he says, the system dropped the outliers from his newsfeed. Now, we know that even happens today. All right, so if you follow 500 people on Twitter, but you really only engage or interact with 12 of them, eventually Twitter will drop the uh, updates from the people you're not really engaging with. Now, at the same time, all right, if we want to believe that these algorithms are disingenuous and they are nefarious, then what they will actually do is start to only show you things to push you in a certain direction, to manipulate you, to mind control you. All right, so we know that happens as well. It goes on to say, personalization, he argues, channels people into feedback loops or, quote, filter bubbles, end quote, of their own uh, predilections. Facebook did not respond to emails seeking comment. In an ideal world, the web would be a great equalizer, opening up the same unlimited vistas to everyone. Personalization is supposed to streamline discovery on an individual level. It's certainly convenient. All right, let's, let's just read that again. In an ideal world, the web would be a great equalizer, opening up the same unlimited vistas to everyone. Personalization is supposed to streamline discovery on an individual level. But do you understand what's actually happening? This also couples in with gamification, which we've talked about here. But what's happening in this concept of personalization? Um, and, and, and let's see. Let's think about it from the conversation, the interview I did with the Broadway director who was talking about the gamification of the live events where the audience basically votes on what direction the uh, play is going to move in. Does actor A decide to open the gift box or does he not open the gift box? Does actor B yell at the grandma or not yell at the grandma? And so what's happening when you are surfing the web either through a browser or you're on Netflix or you're on Amazon Prime or you're looking at stuff on uh, different websites, okay? Each click you make, you're entering certain data as if it's a choose-your-own-adventure. So let's say it's the first time ever that you open Google and you search up, I don't know, uh, sandwich shop, and then you click on a Cuban sandwich shop. Well, the next time, it's going to serve you up results when you're looking for a sandwich shop based around the Cuban sandwich shop because you had selected to choose your own adventure. Now, some people would say, oh, this is great. It's going to help me find the things that I want instead of making me look at everything. But the point is, is now you don't have access to everything because the algorithm, the artificial intelligence, is actually now choosing what it's going to show you. So it's limiting your access to the world. It would be like walking outside and only seeing the things that you want to see, but not seeing everything else. And so the AI can now manipulate you because it may serve you up only the things that the system, the state, the uh, technocrats want you to see. 
So do you understand the beginning of this, when they were developing this, was not about, okay, this is the misdirection. It was not about serving you up better ads. That's what they told us a long time ago. We collect data on you, and we know if you like dogs, then we're going to show you dog food ads instead of showing you cat food ads. That was how they sold this to people, to get people to be desensitized to it and say, well, it's only about ads. And then it became search. Like, we're only going to show you pizza restaurants, uh, let's say, like a traditional Napoli pizza versus Detroit pizza because you only like Napoli pizza. All right. So that is how it works. That's how they sold it and desensitized people to it. But in the end, what it does is it allows them to program you to mind control you because it's no longer about you choosing your own adventure. It's about them choosing the adventure they want you to go on. Ladies and gentlemen, the adventure I'm going to go on is to the bathroom. I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks. So what I'm explaining here, and this is just the most simple, 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 simple part of it, okay? But I have people that tell me, you know, they're looking for articles that they used to see that don't exist anymore. Well, sometimes you can find them if you search more directly. But what's happening is they're not letting you see those articles. They've moved you away either from the per- personalized algorithm that you train through your selections. Uh, and so what I do a lot of times is I will use different search engines. I will use a VPN to block my IP, and it will sometimes allow me to see more stuff because I don't want to just search right-leaning publications. When I'm looking up transhumanism or technocracy, I don't want to get articles from InfoWars because I used to look at InfoWars years ago. I want to see what's written about it in, um, you know, in academic Uh, literature, white papers, stuff like that. So sometimes I have to trick the algorithms by pulling up different browsers. I think I have seven different browsers on my phone. I have a VPN. I have a VPN here, and I turn it off and change the IPs just to be able to get access to it. It's like going into a library and pulling out all the old drawers with the Dewey Decimal System cards, and you only have access to one-tenth of them because for one year you only read about, I don't know, recipes, so now it's not going to show you anything on history or anything on science or whatever else you want to look at. So this is why a lot of people are having problems with that. Also, again, people look up something like psychedelics, and the next thing you know, they're getting all these ads on psychedelics, or it's promoting tweets into your feed on psychedelics and all of a sudden you think psychedelics are everywhere Uh, that's all part of driving you into a personalized echo chamber feedback loop let's read a little more about this it says if you type quote 
bank, end quote, into Google. The search engine recognizes your general location. That's geolocating. That's been going on for quite a while. Goes on to say sending results like, quote, Bank of America, end quote, to users in the United States or, quote, Bank of Canada, end quote, to those north of the border. If you choose to share more data by logging into Gmail and enabling a function called web history, Google records the sites you visit and the links you click. Now, if you search for, quote, Apple, end quote, it learns and remembers whether you're looking for an iPad or a Cox's Orange Pippin, a type of Apple. We got the organic wine crisps the other day from our farm lady. They were delicious delicious folks but um you see what i'm saying and this is back in 2011 it's even more direct now and they can track you not just through your browser but through your actual device and since anyone on the apple network is sharing their ipad to their phone to their this and they're all on family plans it's tracking everything all the time and then all of your smart devices are connected because if you have a smart TV or uh, Amazon Fire or an Apple TV or a Comcast Flex, you know, all these things, you're logged into the various streaming services. It's all connected. They're tracking you across everything. And this is part of what Web3 or the metaverse will be, is tracking you across everything in the Internet, and it will be through your avatar basically your digital twin all right this is where all this stuff goes folks it goes on to say if you're a foodie says jake hubert a google spokesman quote over time you'll see more results for apple the fruit not for apple the computer and that's based on your web history end quote the same idea applies at netflix as customers stream movies the recommendation system not only records whether those viewers generally enjoy comedies but all also can fine-tune suggestions to slapstick or more cerebral humor, says John Ciancutti, the company's vice president for personalization technology. But in an effort to single out users for tailored recommendations or advertisements, personalization tends to sort people into categories that may limit their options. It is a system that cocoons users diminishing the kind of exposure to opposing viewpoints necessary for a healthy democracy says jaron lanier a computer scientist and the author of quote you are not a gadget end quote and and let me just say as i said yes the personalization algorithms right so this is what they make the debate about is that it will build um basically personalized search based on the adventure you choose by clicking certain links and so it builds a digital footprint on you that then later uh, manipulates what you're going to see but at the same time they can manipulate you at any time listen for all you know you could be on twitter and maybe you're conversing with 10 percent real people and the rest are bots but here's the thing they could run the technology is there i mean and I, and I didn't investigate this i'm just telling you it could be there you could be engaging with a bot getting into a heated debate over let's say the vaccine and you may be the only person who sees the bot and other people don't see the bot it could be targeted to you specifically pushing you into basically this fake cyber world it's a personalized adventure and so at the end of the day, you could end up having everyone in this country living inside their own personalized echo chamber if they're sitting around interacting with smart products most of the day. 
I told you, I have conversations with real people who know that I'm at least into following politics who will run up to me at the grocery store, people that work there, and they'll start talking to me about something they were engaged in on Twitter for the last two hours as if I was there and I know what the hell they're talking about. And they're, and they're literally telling me, like, Unicorn 62 got in a fight with J.J. McCallis, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, former relative of mine was like a total sociopath. And uh, this he would come up to me and start having a conversation with me as if I was just with him two weeks ago sitting in an office where he had a conversation. And, and I'll have to stop him and say, can you start over? I have no idea what you're talking about. And so now they literally have people running around living in Choose Your Own Adventure that assume that everyone else is right there next to them. Uh, this stuff is actually driving people crazy. Goes on to say, quote, people tend to get into this echo chamber where more and more of what they see Confirms to the idea, uh, conforms to the idea of what some software thinks they are, like a NASCAR dad who likes samurai swords. End quote. Mister Lanier says, "Quote: You start to become more and more like the image of you because that is what you are seeing." End quote. See, it, it's actually manipulating people's personality, their very being. This plays right into transhumanism the transitional phase from human to post-human, no longer human, because now they're manipulating your mind. All intentional, folks. It's all part of the big picture. It goes on to say, Mr. Lanier, who is currently doing research at Microsoft Lab, emphasized that his comments were his own personal opinions. If you want to test your own views on personalization, you could try a party trick by Mr. Pariser demonstrated earlier this year during a talk at the TED conference back in 2011, remember. Ask some friends to simultaneously search Google for a controversial term like gun control or abortion, then compare results. This is about what I told you um, yesterday in a personal experience from some conferences I went to. Quote, it's totally creepy if you think about it, end quote, said Shay Chun, a filmmaker who agreed to participate in a similar experiment at a recent dinner party we both attended in Brooklyn. Five of us used our phones to search for, quote, is Osama really dead? Question mark, end quote. A phrase Mr. Chun suggested. Although our top 10 results included the same link to Yahoo Canada Answers, in first place, two of us also received a link to a post on JewishJournal.com, a newspaper site. Meanwhile, Mr. Chun and two other filmmakers had links to more conspiratorial sites like DeadBodies.info. For Mr. Chun, who visits a variety of true crime websites as part of his screenplay research, but tends to favor sites that sell vintage t-shirts in his private life, the personalization felt a little too, well, personal. Quote, you are used to looking at the internet uh, voyeuristically, end quote, he said. All right. He goes on to say, it's weird to have the Internet looking back at you and saying, yeah, I remember things about uh, what you have done and gearing the searches to those sites, end quote. With television people, 
uh, with television, people can limit their exposure to dissenting opinions simply by flipping the channel to, say, Fox from MSNBC. And, of course, viewers are aware they're actively choosing shows. The concern with personalization algorithms is that many consumers don't understand or may not even be aware of the filtering methodology. And, again, it's not just about filtering it and serving you up based on your interest. They could actually be manipulating you and serving you up content that they want you to see or hiding stuff from you that they don't want you to see all right it goes on to say personalized web services mr pariser says could do more to show users a wider angle view of the world but some of the most popular sites they have already built diversity into their personalization platforms See, again, now that's just continuing to manipulate people. So they're making the decision on diversifying the results. When, if this was all fair and they wanted you to be able to uh, to be able to filter things based on what you want to see or your habits, then every browser, every search mechanism would be run similar to the days of looking up uh, an airplane ticket on kayak.com where you would just put in the filters that you want to have, right? So they wouldn't be making the decision. You'd be making the actual decision. It goes on to say, quote, people value getting information from a wide variety of perspectives. So we have algorithms in place designed specifically to limit personalization and promote variety in the results page, quote, said Mr. Hubert, the Google spokesman. He added that the company looked forward to, quote, carefully reviewing Mr. Pariser's analysis of this important issue, end quote. At Netflix, the system recommends a mix of titles, some with high confidence of viewer enjoyment and others about which it is less sure, Mr. Cuddy says. Netflix's flat monthly rate for unlimited streaming, he adds, encourages people to select films like documentaries that they may not have chosen otherwise. Individual users could also do their part. Mr. Pariser suggests people sign up for a range of feeds on Twitter where the posts are unfiltered. Mr. Lanyard suggests Tea Party members swap laptops for a day with progressives and observe the different results that turn up on one another's search engines. If we don't chip away at the insulation of census, they caution the promise of the World Wide Web could give way to another world of narcissism net. And that's exactly What has happened, folks? We see mass narcissism leading to this orchestrated rise in mental illness we've been talking about. We said much of this goes back to the days of not just social media launching, but the Internet itself, and especially the ability to carry the Internet around in your pocket. So as you can see, they have the ability to manipulate you, to drive you into personalized feedback echo chambers. And what is the solution to this? Um, I don't know if there is a solution. I'm not going to sit here and tell you what web browsers to use, You know how to look at your Twitter feeds and Facebook feeds. I would recommend to get out more in real life and talk to more people. I have become 
a lot more nuanced over the last five, six years in my life because I have conversations with people who purport to be from the left, who, who purport to be from the right, whatever it may be. But I learn a lot from these people, even though years ago I would have just cut them off and walked away from them because I would have said, well, we don't agree, I'm done with you. But a lot of the intelligence I've picked up over the years on technology, on what's going on inside the government, on uh, even homeopathy, even holistic medicine, comes from people that I would not have thought should be included in my personalized feedback echo chamber. Uh, People I would have selected to remove in even real life, not just on social media. So I recommend talking to more people, engaging with more people, especially in the real world. Okay, there are some farmers we work with who provide us with fantastic organic food, but who are deathly afraid of COVID and who are vaccinated. But if I cut that person out of my life because we don't agree on the vaccine, we don't agree on COVID land, the high school theater production, I would be missing out on some pretty damn good food. So just watch out for it, folks. And when you're online, just be very careful of the resources that they are throwing in your face, but look a little harder for the ones that they are trying to hide from you folks. When I am doing research on various topics, I scour the internet, not to try to confirm, not for confirmation bias, but so that I could put together an entire story so I can find all sides of it as I am constantly seeking out the truth. And the truth generally lies somewhere Not in the middle, but in the place where they're hiding it. So just like this story here where it's mainly focused on why personalization could be dangerous, what they're hiding is the fact that the personalization can then be driven. The algorithms, the AI behind the personalization could be driven to push you into an echo chamber that they want you to live in. And then they will continue to confirm your biases to the point that they turn you into a narcissist, believing that everyone around you believes the same thing. But that is because they are controlling your mind and manipulating you by pumping the information into your mind that you want to hear, not necessarily the stuff that you need to hear. So ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a wonderful evening. I hope you had a great weekend. Tomorrow, I'm going to pick back up with this article on bioethics and transhumanism as we work ourselves back into finishing the Dr. James Giordano speech. Have a great night, ladies and gentlemen. I am Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold.